It's Podville. The family-friendly variety show. I'm your host, Corbin. And I'm your hostess, Julie. Every other Friday, we and our four kids bring you a show packed with... Silly games. Outrageous vintage ads. Wild stories. And catchy original songs. Find us at podville.com. That's P-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com. Or subscribe wherever fine pods are casted. Are you ready for me to stop talking? Always. The folklore in Kid Cryptid wouldn't exist if it weren't for the rich history and vibrant cultures these stories come from. While we do our best to provide accurate information, we recognize that we are, at best, amateurs here. This podcast is best considered for entertainment purposes only, and it comes from a place of love and respect for the peoples behind the lore. Now, on with the show. I'm Sean. I'm Elias. And you are listening to Kid Cryptid, the podcast where we talk about creatures of debatable existence known as cryptids. How's it going, Elias? Good. Before we get started, I wanted to mention that we now have a Podchaser page. And it would be absolutely fantastic if people could stop by and leave a nice review. Yes, please. Podchaser is kind of a social media hub for podcasts, and reviews definitely help with us getting noticed. That, and we just like hearing from you. I like that name because it's like where if you want to like do like some stuff and you like want to text like us for like on that thing and um, you don't want to go to YouTube and do it, you can just go like, hey, I'm going to get a pod chaser and now I'm going to do this. Blah, blah, blah. But that's enough advertisement stuff. Let's get on to the stuff that people download us for. I'm going to set the mood here a little bit, okay? Okay. The evening of September 12, 1952, got off to a strange start in Flatwoods, West Virginia. As the sun drooped, a UFO streaked through the sky, only to seemingly crash land on a farm. Three young boys ranging in ages from 10 to 13 saw the whole thing and decided they needed to investigate. Stopping to get their mom... The group set off to find out what had just happened. They weren't the only ones whose curiosity had gotten the best of them, either. They arrived on the scene about the same time as another group of boys and their dog. Alright, um, note to self, if I see a UFO like that, um, I'm gonna not bring my dog because if they're mean aliens, then I don't want the dog getting killed. Yeah, no, don't worry about the people. We just don't want the dog to get hurt. But also people. Now, they say there's strength in numbers. And I reckon that's true for the most part. But in this case, it didn't matter at all. What they found sent them running and screaming back home. Years later, one of the boys would say that another of the group got so scared that he peed his pants. And that the dog ran home with its tail between its (laughs) legs. They had seen what would become known as the Flatwoods Monster. Ooh. Okay, uh... So you're probably wondering what this thing looks like, huh? Uh, yeah, but, um, here's the thing. We're not in, we're not in October anymore. We're in November. Yeah, but this was in September, and it was also in 1952. Yeah, but it's, it sounds a little scary, and you're saying monster. 
and usually monsters are known for October. This is a show about cryptids. All we talk about is monsters. Seriously? You said... I, I feel like uh, last week ago, or a couple weeks before that, um, we were actually talking about something that was real. Oh, you mean the thylacine? Yeah, the thylacine. Well, that was kind of a special case, but think about Bigfoot and... Okay, fine, fine. Wendigos and... I mean, the Loch Ness Monster? Anyway, I'm going to get us back on track here. Some of the finer details were argued about by the witnesses, but the main points are that it was about 10 feet tall, with glowing red eyes and a green head shaped kind of like a spade you see on playing cards. Oh, that? Yeah, and it seemed to hover above the ground rather than walk, and its hands looked like claws. Now, the floating could have been caused as a result of a foul-smelling mist that emitted from the creature. It also wore what looked like a dress. I think this may be the first fashion-forward cryptid we've talked about. Up to this point, I don't think that any creature has ever been mentioned to be wearing anything or what, or its clothing choices have been discussed. Yeah, that makes sense. The encounter gained national attention and sparked an investigation by the U.S. Air Force as part of Project Blue Book. At the risk of running off on a wild tangent, I'll explain just a little bit about what that was. Project Blue Book was the study conducted by the Air Force that had two goals. The first goal was to determine if the UFOs were a threat to national security, and the second goal was to scientifically analyze UFO-related data. The program was ended in 1969, so it's not active anymore. All right. What do you think the report said? I think the report said, not ordinary U.S. UFO. Try again. I think the report said, not ordinary UFO, stay away from this thing, make sure you do not see any more of this, stay, stay in your house for a long time. Uh, actually, the report said kind of the opposite. Uh, the report said that UFOs were not a threat to national security, and at least according to them, there was no evidence that any of the UFO encounters had anything to do with extraterrestrial activity. Oh, okay. But still, I'm, I'm a little terrified. So now this brings us back to Flatwoods. Officials and others who went to investigate the kids' claims found nothing. No crash, no ship, no monster. Only an awful smell like burning metal that made them feel sick. Uh, uh, I think it's because of, like... I think, you know how, um... You know, like those little things from the top of the spaceship, like when they're going down to Earth, yeah. and they get that fire caught on them when they're like going through the ring, like that sort of invisible thing. You mean the atmosphere? Yeah, I think it's because of that. I think it just like was like, I don't. I think it was like we're going through the atmosphere and we caught on fire. So that's probably like then like all of a sudden like. It might have dropped on something hard that might have scraped it. It made like a little spark, and then it and then it burned a little. So you're saying the ship disintegrated and left a stink behind? <laughs> no, that's not even what I said. What I'm what I'm saying is it, it caught on fire. It did not disintegrate. It got a, it got a spark that caught it on fire, 
and then it just somehow stayed like that. Okay. So why didn't they find anything? I'm thinking because of the army. Oh, you're thinking the army covered it up. No, I'm not thinking that the army covered up. I'm pretty sure that the army, like, took it away and and then covered the land back up. Okay. So based on those reports, what do you think happened next? Um, I think, like, what next happened is, like, the boys went out again. And then next thing they saw was a spaceship there and the monster. Not quite. No? A lot of people definitely believe the story, though. Flatwoods at the time was a town of about 300 people, and word travels really fast in that kind of setting. A local reporter in writing a story for the paper later said, those were some of the most scared people I've ever seen. That fear spread to their neighbors and nearly set people to panic. Okay, if I heard that panic, then I would be like, we need to stay in my house forever, close school, and get the police out there right now! Well... About the police, they didn't really buy it. State police brushed it all off, noting that the so-called monster had grown from 7 to 17 feet in just 24 hours over the course of several retellings. 7 to 17 feet. Yeah, they're saying that every time the people told the story, the monster got bigger. So they couldn't get their facts straight. I think this means that, like, it's growing on fear. Pretty much. So what did they see? The witnesses clearly believed they had seen something, but what? Well, the police turned to a favorite encrypted blame. Any guesses what they suggested they saw? It's come up a few times with other cryptids. Think like uh, Mothman and Hopkinsville. A big bear? No, it wasn't a bear they blamed. Nope, it was our friend the owl. get that tall see that's the thing man weird stuff happens and people start blaming owls okay I now I maybe do. it's me but I've never once been so thrown off by an owl that I've mistaken it for a smelly 10 foot tall space alien and plus did they make any noise like a hoo hoo no I mean I've been startled by them and they can turn their heads around to an unearthly degree but I just don't see the resemblance here yeah, that is creepy. Like, if you if you were trying to be like an owl, you would probably snap your neck. Well, yeah. But what I'm trying to get here is it, it seems far-fetched to me that they thought it was that they thought an owl was this creature. I mean, the creature could have turned its head like around like As for the spaceship, the Air Force noted that fairly bright meteors had streaked through the sky that night and folks got confused. That that's a suggestion that I have an easier time wrapping my head around. A meteor. They think it's a meteor. Well, the the spaceship. You've seen shooting stars, right? How they streak through the sky really fast and kind I, of disappear? I've seen it around some mountains. I haven't seen it that here. Yeah, but you could see where maybe that would get confused for a flying saucer. Yeah, but what I'm thinking is it's is that the flying saucer is trying to get its revenge. Still, you have to look at the time period and look at what was going on. In 1952, the Cold War had been going on with Russia for several years at that point. The Soviets were a newly minted nuclear power, 
and there was constant tension that they and the U.S. were going to end up in a nuclear war. Kids practiced hiding under their desks in the event of the bomb dropping. The Red Scare was in full effect. So long story short, the Red Scare was a period when Senator Joseph McCarthy convinced people that secret communists were invading the country, and that you needed to spy on your neighbors and make sure that they weren't doing anything un-American. It made people really paranoid. Oh, so so now I'm thinking, since it said it grew, like it was seven feet, and you said, and they blamed the owl. I'm thinking that the owl actually got mutated. You're going in totally different directions here. I want to be a scientist when I grow up. Okay, well, let's also look at some more data. Also in 1952, Life magazine released a piece all about how aliens had been to Earth and that the Air Force admitted that many encounters remained unexplained. All of these things combined to create a huge feeling of anxiety and worry in the country. People were very, very much on edge. The brain has a way of playing tricks on itself when fear is involved. Think about it. You've laid in bed before after a scary movie or story, and swore you saw something that turned out to be nothing more than dirty clothes piled on the floor. Or just a shadow from a light. Right? I'm thinking that you're just letting your right side of your brain just say what it is. Because I'm pretty sure the right side is like all of this like weird stuff happening. Isn't it? I don't know, and I'm not going to make a claim on that, so I don't have to correct myself later. All right. Point is, we've all done this. I've done it. You've done it. We've thought we've seen something that isn't really there. Yeah, I've actually, um, I think I saw, like, some clothes hang from the top of my bed, and I thought it was Stitch, but I didn't tell you guys. Okay, see? It happens. So do I think the people in Flatwoods actually saw a monster? No. But I do believe that they honestly think they did. They probably still might. Well... I tend to think that they think they saw something, but they were also probably very frightened and aren't entirely sure about what they did see, so they're just trying to make sense of all of it. I'm still going with Bear. In the end, though, it's all been good for the community. Even though there have been no more sightings, tourists still end up coming to the area to see the museum and to eat up the stories about the Flatwoods monster. Museum. Yeah, there's a there's a Flatwood Monster Museum. Just like there's another museum. Oh yeah, there's a Bigfoot Museum somewhere. There's a Mothman Museum. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't tell me anything about a Bigfoot Museum. Oh yeah, there's there's a Bigfoot Museum. Thank you for telling me now. And also, a little town in West Virginia gets to have a fun little claim to fame. So it's not all bad. All right. So what do you think, Elias? What was it? I think it was like, um, I think it might have, I'm still saying mutation on a, like a bear or owl. Because you never know. Well, mutated how, though? Um, like, um. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things in the description there that are really hard to explain. Maybe like I mean, like how it was floating. Maybe like toxic 
sludge, um, maybe toxic air, gas, I don't know. Lots of things can get mutated. You've been watching way too much TV. Are you sure? Because you've been playing Fallout 4. Yeah, that's a... Never mind. <laughs> that's that, that ties back into the whole communism and Red Scare thing. So, if anything, that's more relevant there. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap us up, actually. Because oh. we're getting off on some tangents here. Oh. Well, oh. Do, do you have anything else? No. No, I'm not going to say anything else, but... You know in Fallout 4, like, when the nuke drops and everything gets mutated? Yeah. I'm thinking, I think, I'm thinking it's that, except no nuke. No nuke. Okay, so... You're saying that there should be a Flatwoods monster in Fallout 4? Um, no, I'm not... I've seen the swan Fallout 4. I do not want a Flatwoods monster. Alright. So that, again, seems like a decent place to end things. Yeah. I don't want to go back to the swan. I do not want to go see the swan again in my head. Alright. that's. This is not a Fallout podcast. I know it isn't. Alright. Just the swan. <sighs> <laughs> And next week, we'll be talking about Swan from Fallout 4. No. No, we won't. I'm just kidding. I heard you, you know, but I'm still going with no, we aren't. Once again, I'm Sean. I'm Elias. And you've been listening to Kid Cryptid. Until next time.